Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's the podcast that invites you to come find yourself. So you can listen to this and go, oh, thank God for that. It's not just me. And I can speak to you and say, no, it's not just you. It is also me. Another day, another prime minister. So Rishi Sunak is the new UK prime minister. And we have a multi, multi, multi millionaire married to the daughter of a billionaire. And I think she might be worth good billion dollars 1.2 billion something like that in her own right because of the shares that she owns in her dad's firm emphasis yeah telling uh so we've got uh, him telling or making decisions leading a government that makes decisions that impact all of us um now i've obviously never been in government not even well no, not even in not even in local government. Parish council doesn't count, but um, it makes me a bit uneasy. I mean, it, it would be none of the above if I had been asked who I would like to see. <laughs> like just none of them, none of them. Um, but this kind of ties in with the thing that I did want to talk about today. So you have got um, a prime minister of immense wealth and privilege about to potentially lead us into austerity, further austerity measures. And austerity measures only ever make things worse for the very poorest in society. So they are worse off financially and have less access to services. So whilst some of us will feel the pinch, it's all relative and you don't want to be the person who has um, the lowest income when it gets like this. You really don't. Um, and how can somebody have insight into what that feels like? And I, I don't know, you know, it's a cabinet of privilege led by someone that is extremely privileged. And it's not looking good, is it really? Um, so, I mean, the whole thing's not going to be doom and gloom on, on today's episode. But, I, I th- you know, it, it is something that bothers me. Um, so, it ties in to a campaign that's running locally. So, thinking about this, um, people who have privilege, so <laughs> making decisions that impact people who do not. Um we have a, a green project happening in the village um, and it has been, uh, I think th- there's a format for this and it's been used in lots of different places and it is designed to bring people together and encourage a collective effort to live in a more environmentally friendly way. And that can only be a good thing, of course. You know, looking after the planet is everyone's responsibility we can all have a stake in that we can all make a difference at an individual level we can all make choices that mean that we have uh, less of an impact or less of a negative impact on the environment we all have that choice um the thing is when you have the most resources it is very easy for you to say 
I shall use less resources versus when you do not have access to lots of resources. Here is an example. So the posters, right, actually there's a couple of beefs that I have with this whole project. First one is the posters advertising it and advertising the launch are laminated. Yep, our first action as an environmentally friendly group is to laminate a load of paper. Right, nice one. So there's that. Um, and the second part is, it's, there's an awful lot of signalling involved. And that is done via every house in the village, apparently every house being given a poster, which on one side is the logo, and on the other side is a list of actions that you can take. And like we we kind of we all know, like you know that turning the heating down, not having a long shower, and they're putting in a low flow shower head, you know, the, we it's not news, you know, we all know. Um but being told that you should turn your heating down by one degree is no good if you can't afford to heat your house. This is happening at the same time as the cost of living crisis. We can afford to say, in my house, we can say, let's turn the heating down a bit. And we haven't had our heating on yet. But because we're living a rah-rah middle-class lifestyle, we've got a log burner. So we can have that on. We have options because we have resources. And if these leaflets have gone to everybody in our village, they will have gone to families that do not have lots of resources. And that doesn't sit well with me. Um, then you've got things like, you know, ultimately we could all do with consuming less. And, and again, we all know that. And I may have mentioned this before, um, but uh, so we've got a, a hybrid car. Um, and we're no longer charging the electric battery part of it because it's very expensive to do that right now. Um, but we've got the luxury of making that choice. Um, I almost ordered an electric vehicle um, because I could have sold my petrol car and got a good amount of cash for that because second-hand car market is buoyant and then leased a new electric car. And again, that is a privilege. You know, that that was not about me being environmentally friendly, let's be honest. Um, if I really want to be environmentally friendly, I could say, do you know what, we're just going to run one car. Or if we were going to be really environmentally friendly as a family, if we really cared about it, if it was our priority number one, we'd say, well, we won't have a car. And then we'd never be able to get anywhere. Um, so there's that. But again, there are people who have not been able to afford to have their cars repaired. There are families who cannot afford to run a car full stop and have used public transport for years. So we're kidding ourselves if we think we can really pat ourselves on the back. Um, I'm just really conscious about that. It niggles away at me. So I think that with these posters that we've all been given, you are supposed to tick off the things that you are going to do and then stick them in your window so you can encourage other people to do the same. I don't like that um, because it is a, oh, look at me. 
look at me being environmentally friendly. You know, a piece of paper stuck in my window um, <laughs> that you have to look past the two cars on my driveway to see. Yes, look at my two cars uh, that take up valuable, precious resources from the earth. Um, look past those and at the poster in my window and acknowledge just how environmentally friendly I am. So I do think that, yes, we all have to do our bit. And I don't think there's anything wrong with encouraging people to come together and live more sustainably. But it feels a little bit incongruous, given what will be happening to people this winter. So there's that. On the plus side, there is a scarecrow trail in the village, which is bringing much joy to many, many people. Lots of families doing the half-term walk around the village and ticking off all the uh, scarecrows on the list. And uh, a number of them have come. There's a, a quiz attached to it. So some of the scarecrows have got these little quiz questions laminated. Um, <laughs> and one on our road says, what do you call a collection of beavers? I don't know the answer to that. When I walked past, I did to go... <clears throat> because I'm a child, really. Um, so what do I hope for you? I hope that um, nobody badges you into, like, well, nobody interferes with your day. That's what I hope. And nobody says, oh, would you put this in your window to prove that you are more environmentally friendly than your neighbour? Um, yeah, I hope they just leave you alone to do your thing and be environmentally friendly in your own way. That's what I hope for you. Um, I'll be back with you tomorrow. I mean, who knows? We might have yet another Prime Minister by then. Thanks for being here for the podcast. If you enjoy it, give it a share. Bye-bye.